Welcome everyone to the Transformation Nurse Academy podcast. This is our weekly episode, Talk with Kevin, where we cover topics for all nursing fields with extra emphasis on emergency and critical nursing. Get ready for candid discussions that explore the vast landscape of nursing and beyond. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, all you fucking bitches. This is Kevin with the Transformation Nurse Academy podcast. Again, I got Nellie here. Nellie Shining Light is she with the California <laughs> Central Valley Oncology Nursing Society. Before I get started with her, though, this is going to be part two. We did part one with Nellie. This is going to be part two. This is kind of a three episode. I did episode one was just in general about what I did with the oncology symposium. Part one and two is going to be with Nellie, and part three is going to be with Michael. All right, you guys. So welcome to the Transformation Nurse Academy podcast. Again, welcome, Nellie. Hi, thank so you. So let's start with you. You introduce yourself. Well, my name is Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a registered nurse, and I met you a while back, like we talked in the other episode. Right. And so <laughs> we're here to talk about the California Central Valley Oncology Nursing Society, also known as CCVONS. CCVONS, all right. Pretty long. But yeah, so I just wanted to talk to you about the things that we do and what we do because a lot of the people would ask, what is the California Central so what is your mission? Society? So our mission is education. Very so simple. Let's talk about your education first. Like you, you got memberships available. What advantages do I have? How much does it cost to join the CCVONS? And what benefits does it get for me to join and be a member? So if our mission is education for the oncology nurses, right? So what we provide through the ONS is a bunch of modules that you can log in and you can learn different things. What am I learning with these modules though? Okay. So there's different things, different trainings that you can have through this. You can do leadership. You can do urethral cancer coordination case studies. Urethral cancer yeah. coordination studies. Yes. And how many people know where their damn urethra is? <laughs> Advocacy, <laughs> you know, and then biomarker testing, you know, for lung cancer and other things. So there's different things that you can learn through here. Professional practice for oncology RNs, quality of life issues, yeah. which are very important to talk about. Safe handling basics, I see that. Yes, safe handling basics. So yeah. what about the journals? You told me earlier that you could get journals. So what am I, if I got a journal of oncology nursing, what would I see? What would I read? It all depends what you're looking for. We do have a lot of journals available that you can just go on the website and access. But if you're looking for something in a specific, I know a lot of the infusion nurses, they often ask questions about chemotherapies that are very have a of adverse reaction. I see on here being a vascular access nurse. I see on here you got vascular access devices. So have yes. you taken that class? I have not personally. Mm -hmm. I like but, yeah. but yes. All right. And through the membership, as you can see on my screen, you know, a lot of these classes are or modules are free. If we'll you are on. we'll get Jane to put this yeah, on. Yeah, if you have a membership, you don't have to pay anything. Let's just say, for example, the safe handling basics. If you want to learn more about it and you want to take the module, if you're a non-member, you will pay $30. If you are a member, you pay nothing. So how so, much is a membership to the CCV on this? You caught me on that ah, one because I haven't renewed mine. You're asking nurses to spend money and you don't even know how much you got. It's probably 500 I renew bucks. mine when I renew my certification. Oh, yeah. So I do a bundle. But you can do just separate and 
with mine as a bundle is a lot less. So I recommend those nurses that want to get the membership. When you renew your certification, just pay the additional, I think for me, well, I'm not going to say Sorry, numbers, you, you, but it was not going, a lot. I'll find out for you what you're talking. It was not a lot. So let's talk about projects. You talked earlier about projects that you guys do. So what projects do you have? I know you have some in the past. You got some coming up. Let's talk about the past first and we'll get to the future ones because that will help people. So... This year so far, uh, 2023 is my first year as an active, I guess, Member. president. Oh, that's right. You are the president. The... <laughs> I forgot she's the president. I'm sorry, Mr. President. For the Oncology Nursing Society yeah, in I the can. Valley. And so this year, actually since last year, I got involved into helping and collecting donations for the convalescent homes. We did the Christmas stockings. And we were able to collect a lot. I have other members in the committee and they were able to count numbers for us. But I know we collected, we had the car full of things that were donated. What do you collect the stockings for and what do you donate them for? So last year we gave them to convalescent homes that we picked out in Selma. And so these are people that usually don't get any gifts. So a little gift was really... Telling, wait, wait. Are you telling us that old people are left in a nursing home unattended with no family? I don't know. But yes, you do. we want to we wanna make sure that they tell get the a little truth. something. And it is really special. And it's sad, I, isn't it? It is sad. You know, yeah. I remember a story one time when I was going through nursing school volunteering and I showed a patient, I took a mirror and I showed it to her after I combed her hair and she started crying because she hadn't seen herself in years. I'm going to back this up so we can see everybody's good. Yeah, but that's a problem. I have this guy that we visited and I don't remember the name of, I don't want to name because Jane will beat me out of shit, but it's a local skilled nursing facility. He had a Foley catheter and they didn't move it from side to side. Like you're supposed to move from one side of the bed to the other. Inside his penis, it was dragging down like this, and the bottom of his penis got a decubitus, mm -hmm. and they had to literally cut off half his penis. Oh, wow. Because the nurses wouldn't what? That's so severe. Right, yeah. that's crazy as shit right there. So what can we do, even if we're not a member, what can we do to help with your donation drives? Where can we go? What can we send you? So now we do have a Facebook account, and we will publish in there when we're doing collections for donations for this projects, you know, for the convalescent homes. This year, we did not have a chance to do it. We were so busy with the symposium, but next year, for sure, we are planning to take on that project again and just hopefully get a lot of donations and take those donations to the convalescent homes. I don't know if you can see that, but that Central Valley Oncology Nursing Society. So we'll put that up on the link for Jane to go and see and stuff. That is right. Yeah, that's good. And so, so it's too late for us to donate for Christmas this year. We didn't do anything this year just because, like I said, we were so busy and I, we all, this is volunteer so work. So you're saying we're beginning to owe people this year? No, no, <laughs> this is volunteer work. I'm just and everybody. so <laughs> honestly, it's been a very busy year for me. I no, honestly good. didn't. It's a lot of work. Um, I didn't think what I was doing when I signed up for this, but I am a full-time student as well. And so, and I work full-time. Right, don't it's forget you're doing her MP. Program. Yeah, so it is a lot on my plate. But I see so. here you do backpacks in the summertime, school supplies. So talk about that. What can we do? Because summer's coming. 
So this year we were able to collect a lot of donations. I think there's a school called Westside Elementary in Five Points. I don't know where oh, that is, right. but I know it's in the Valley mm -hmm. and a disadvantaged area. So I, if I'm not mistaken, Five Points is near Colinga in that area, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I looked yeah. it up one time, but I'm not. It is a little area in the Valley. And so we donated, I think, I believe it was... So 160 students, and I think we got to 120 or 140 That's backpacks nice. and supplies. The whole school? For the whole school. Holy cow. That we were able to donate. But it's a small school, so. I, I know, mean, but still 240? 140, I think. See, still 140. That's a lot, though. Yeah, so it was a lot of yeah. things that we were able to collect. I bet the kids were happy, weren't they? I hope they were. I know. they. Did you didn't go they visit were. them? I did not, but we have, school season. we have another member, Cheryl, and she was able to take all those donations. She videotaped them, put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. I think next year we're planning to do something like that so we can share with people so they know where their donations are going and they can see the smiles. Yeah, so make sure this summer you help CCV on us, get your school supplies, we can give our backpacks. And next Christmas, stuff for stockings for the old people. That's Don't right. Don't get the old people in the nursing home. And honestly, for going back to the stockings for Christmas, I personally encourage people to donate small blankets to put on their laps. You said something else. You said small blankets. There was toiletries. Toiletries. There was other things, though, that people could do. like Things that are safe, because you have to be aware that a lot of the, our older or elderly patients, they do have some dementia sometimes, and we want them to be safe. We don't want them to harm themselves with the things that we're giving them. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's so true. always safety, that's you know, true. thinking ahead. All <laughs> right. are donated right. items, but we have to All make right. sure that they're safe. We don't want to hurt the old people in nothing. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the kids. Uh, don't yeah. donate sharp scissors or anything like that. We want to make sure that it's safe what we're giving to the children and safe things that we're giving to the elderly so you said on here you got symposium but we already talked about it, but you said educational topics on honor college so do you do the symposium every year do you do it once a year i know it's your first time but what yes so what the, ideal, you know the ideal will be every year to do the symposium as far as I know, since 2019 was the last time that there was a symposium here in the valley so we took on this big project to do it this time. It's a good turnout. So. And yes, I think I believe so. It was really nice to see people from, I'm going to say that we have participation from all the hospitals here yep. in the Valley. St. Agnes, we had Kaiser, we had CRMC. CCI. CCI. So I mean, VA. If I'm not mistaken, some people came from the C-Care. Yes. Yeah, so we had a lot of people. It was a good turnout stuff. And we did have some students as well from Fresno Pacific and Clovis Adult. And I believe there was another student from Central Adult School. Is that right? Like a nursing school? Yeah. West Hills College. Oh, so the LVN schools are... Central, right? No, but there's Clovis Adult School. There's Madeira Adult School. There's Fresno Adult School. So it was Clovis and I think... Central. I never heard of Central. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, the we, <laughs> we did have a big turnout. Uh, it was really nice to see people from all over the place coming to join this event. We did have wonderful speakers. Unfortunately, Except we... uh, Cheryl uh, wouldn't come and interview with me. Mm. <laughs> I ain't going to forget your ass, Cheryl. And you too, Michael. I know that you did the interview, but you fucking made me wait because he was at a prom and shit. <laughs> You know, people are busy. I know, people but I, I don't like to wait. 
but I do appreciate them coming. This is all volunteer work that, you know, I want people to know that all the people that are the speakers that we have is all volunteer work. People like myself and everyone else, and even Kevin. I mean, this is all volunteer work that we do for the I didn't do anything but listening. I got four CEs for free and shit. What makes me mad, though, is the ENA. You know, I told you I was the president for a couple of years, and I can't get anybody to come. And here the damn amount of college and nurses got a whole damn house full. And I don't know if it's because ER nurses are burnt out, working their ass off, and feel like they're not taking care. So maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm going to help you, Kevin. Maybe. Yep, I don't know. I'm not going to do that no more. I give up, man. I give up. I'm done volunteering with that stuff. So you, because I do sit on, I am part of the ENA, but I don't really do much anymore locally. I do state and I do national, but I am part of the government committee. Mm -hmm. And I see here that you did an, what's called an ONS summit. Tell us about that. What'd you do for the ONS summit? So and how can you help the ENA pass all their damn bills? <laughs> so in May, we actually went to, it was something that some nurses started, you know, oncology nurses throughout California, you know, right. from San Diego all the way to San Francisco. I think we did have somebody from Oakland. Anyway, so from South all the way to North, we, all the chapters, or as many chapters as we could, we got together through Teams, through Google Meet and all that. And we were planning this summit. So what we did, we looked at some bills that were beneficial for the oncology patients. Right. And we advocated for those bills. What kind of bills did you do? So we talked about the cancer registry. We also talked about... What the hell is cancer registry? So... <laughs> that sounds like a bullshit registry there. <laughs> well, I so don't know. I'm not a damn oncology nurse. I don't know what... that gets what diagnosed it? with cancer... You got to register me? We that sounds like government intrusion... <laughs> You're well, trying to I find don't me know, and shit. but we do keep track of, you know, because it's wait, wait. Nelly did say last time, part one, she works for the government. So she's trying to keep track of you, cancer patients. <laughs> <laughs> it is important to know which cancers are affecting each area, right? Okay, but why do they need to register? Why can't you do it anonymously or somehow well, you know, the government don't need to be tracking they're me? They're not going to go and like say this a specific patient had this, but they're going to say this population from this area, you know, we have numbers, let's just say this number is of breast cancer, this number is of lung cancer. Et cetera, et cetera. You do by geographic area too, like to yes, see they do go by geographic area, and it's not just here in California; it's worldwide, you know. But we didn't have it. I mean, it's been around for a while. Yeah, but you said you passed the bill on. Well, you know, there's some things that needed to be corrected for the cancer registry, right? You, Which like is the... Nelly tracking me down and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is reporting things, you know, making sure the numbers are accurate and stuff like that. You. So there's things that we already have in place, but they could be better. So what else did you do? And so bills? we talked about the biomarker testing oh, yeah, to be available talking. for not just for some, but for all, right? So when you say biomarkers, is that a blood test? Is that like, because I saw today in one of my emails, I got a colon cancer. If you take a certain test or do a certain thing, it's like 90% survivable. Something like that. Is that what you're talking about? When I'm not I, don't read, I don't read the fucking email. You keep going. But those who know that. Right here it says, it says colon cancer is 90% survival if caught early. All people 45 and older should be screened for colon cancer. Is that what you mean by biomarkers? Or you talking about sticking your finger up my butt? Well, <laughs> no, you that, know, a lot that, of people... That's a screening test, what you're telling me. So what's a biomarker then? So... I don't know. I'm not on oncology. I don't know what that is. Well, look at me. Do ER nurses do biomarkers? 
there's different types of do ER nurses do biomarkers? No. Right. I don't know. Tell us what it is, though. So there is different types of biomarkers, right? That were for different. What is it? Blood, testing. urine. It is blood. It pee, is blood. poop. No, no, no. It is blood. It is blood. So you draw the blood, and what are you looking for? Well, they're looking same, you know, for how can we help this patients, you know, for treatment and stuff. Is like it that. like the PSA for? No, the PSA. And there's so in cancer, there's so many different tests, right? That's why I'm not a fucking oncology nurse. And I mean, you can look it up as well. I'm going to have But to. we went with that bill and we advocated for that. We also advocated for the HPV. Oh, like, like the vaccine, the test? The vaccine. And, you know. So you want my 14-year-old daughter to get a shot? Ah, I got you on the top subject, didn't I? So Look at it, I got Shigunelio. That one is, it could be controversial, right, for a lot of people. Yes, it is. And the reason is because we all have different beliefs, right? <laughs> so you have different beliefs. I'm old-fashioned. You could be old-fashioned. Some people don't believe in vaccines, right? No, I believe in vaccinations. I do. It's just sometimes I think we get vaccination crazy because we got so many. And like, are we going to be getting vaccinated every other day? I mean. Okay. But if this is, so a lot of people have been saying, how come we don't have a vaccine that treats cancer or that cures cancer or prevents cancer, right? But if you have a cure for cancer, you don't need a vaccine. Okay. Well, this injection is going to, or vaccine is going to prevent one type of cancer, right? I totally get that. So. I'm not mad at you. It's just, why start the 14? Well, and that's where the controversy comes right because it's like what age should we make this vaccine or should we and i know why you do. i'm look at me i'm just bullshitting giving nelly a hard time but i know that girls and boys out there probably what as young as i don't know 9 10 11 years old they're out there no. doing things we're not supposed to be doing i know but that's our fault as a society as a society because we don't what well we'll keep just, them busy yeah, yeah, yeah. so I at what age would you recommend if you were in charge <laughs> <laughs> look at you, you know, i don't want to say kevin there's nothing wrong with it. It's your opinion. Don't worry about what other people think. Who gives a shit? I think, you know, when they start middle school could be probably right. a good age. Right. Just because they start to learn more things and be more curious about things. And their bodies will start to change, right? So if I don't get the HPV vaccination, what could happen to me if I got HPV? Well, there's different... There's some... I know, that, but I want you to tell people because other people might be listening that don't know about HPV or what the vaccination will prevent or what HPV will cause. From what I've seen in patients that have had this virus, because it is a virus, mm -hmm. right? And in older patients, when they have come to us, and I'm just going to talk about one specific type of head and neck cancer. Right. Douglas, can't think of his name, the actor, Douglas, he got throat or mouth cancer because he had an HPV. Remember what I'm talking about? Michael Douglas. So it could be very severe. Sometimes we take things very lightly and we think all cancers are the same. They're not the same. Right. I have personally seen this cancer where it affects their eating, their swallowing, their speech. And so... Is it wart-like growth that's in their throats? There is abnormal growth. You know what I'm talking about? That's what HPV, when people think HPV, they think a little wart. Oh, warts. I thought you said growth. No, well, I said wart-like growths. Because, you know, it's HPV, people think of warts, but... Yeah, well, this is a squamous cell carcinoma. So it's going to, it will be abnormal growth in the some area in the mouth. It could be in many different areas in the mouth. And so it does affect their yeah. eating, their swallowing, their speech. They do have to get therapy, even physical therapy for their neck. Because they will Men and women both get the vaccination? 
it is available for men and women. What if you already have HPV? There is no study saying that you getting the vaccine is going to prevent you now from, oh, if you already have HPV. Mm -hmm. What if somebody already gets a blood test and they got it? Is it worth even getting it? Is it going to do anything? It's going to make things worse. I have not looked into that. Uh, it's a good question, though, right? But it is a yeah. good question. If somebody knows the answer, yeah. yeah I mean, By all means, pitch in and say something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it going to prevent you from passing it on to somebody else? I know you already got it, but will it? I think when it's a virus, and you and I are nurses, so, you know, a virus can remain dormant. Right. So yeah. I think even if you get the vaccine, if you already have the virus, You're then, fucked. yeah. I mean, it's. Don't be a fool. Wrap the two. So, yeah, I mean, it's a virus. And it, I know, I know. So, uh, just it's hard though, isn't that. it? I know it's hard though, isn't it? You believe no, in science, it? but then you got warped. I don't know, maybe that's not a good word to you, but you got warped by your parents, your grandparents, your the way you were raised, the way you believe. It kind of skews you sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to personal, I know. you know, beliefs, cultural and stuff like that. But, you know, those are the things that we went to advocate for the Congress and it was a nice group. I'm going did they to talk to you. Each of us, our I mean, job. I went to each each representative. But each... did they talk to you? Because every time we go to ENA, we knock on the door and they're like, "He's not there or she's not there." So we had a good coach. Oh, her name. Is, we need the coach. Yeah, her name is uh, Jelani De Castro, and she is oh. uh, down south. So all you ENA people, we need Jelani yes, De Castro to coach our ass and shit. Because every time so, we go, they don't ever let us in. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we did before we even went to Sacramento, we were emailing our representatives mm -hmm. for our area, right? And so we emailed them and we said, this is what we're advocating for. We had some letters typed. Everybody pitched in. Right. And so we sent those letters out to our Congress representatives. And then we said, we're coming on this day. Can we make an appointment with you? And right. they gave us an appointment. Some of them met with the actual Congress people. Some of us with a representative. Right. But we all had an appointment. We did too. And they didn't let us in the door and shit. We got in. We got in. <laughs> <laughs> well, my problem is, I don't know. I got mixed emotion about this. So we were working on something called, I don't remember the name of the bill, but it was where if a homeless person comes into the ED, we can't just discharge them onto the streets. We got to provide them with food, clothing, all these resources. But the problem is I'm not a social worker. I'm trying to heal people. I don't, it's not that I don't, well, I don't really have time. It's not that I don't want to, but it's hard in the ED to do that. And I think we need more social workers that are specialized in certain areas, just like you're describing the situation with some unhoused, because that's the, yes. the new word, right? Sorry, unhoused. Unhoused. Let me educate you. Look at me. I'm not politically correct. I don't get you ain't got a home, you're homeless. Uh, unhoused, whatever unhoused, you want to call it. Uh, person. Deadly so definitely correct. I love it. And so. <laughs> Am I making your reputation bad? <laughs> no, I have my own <laughs> reputation. I'm bringing her down to my so level. So for oncology, we do have social workers that are specialized in oncology. And so, so why don't we have, I mean, we probably have social services in the ED, but like. I won't tell you where I started back at, but I just did the stupid EPIC training and they have the social screening module we had to go through. And I'm like, holy fucking Christ. Like, it's going to take me 15, 20 minutes to do the screening. And that's 15, 20 minutes I could do what? Well, you could be doing CPR in 15, yeah, 20 see minutes, Yeah, I mean? right? So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I don't, it's not that I'm too good, but I just don't think it's a nursing role. I think we should have social services doing that. 
Yes. And those are things that maybe, you know, as nurses, you know, we can bring awareness and find the right words of how to say it because it's like, it's not that I don't care that I do. Or especially the social worker. When I started actually as an LVN, I helped a social worker. So I worked with her for quite a bit. That was my volunteer work. And it was wonderful because I had so many resources. Why would do volunteers? Let volunteers do that shit. I had a a lot of resources available for these patients. And so we kind of screened them like you need transportation i know but this is what the screening is but as a nurse it's not that i don't care but i don't have time to sit here and find out where you're gonna you know what i mean like it's crazy it takes a lot of time it does take so a lot why of don't time. we have volunteers to do that like, well i don't know about the volunteer part but okay, well, I, I just did it because like i said i wanted and to let's hire more LVNs to do that shit. Oh. and so that was part of my volunteering hours but I did find myself that I had a lot of resources and I was able to help a lot of people just providing the right resources for them. And just for them to be aware that, you know, don't be ashamed if you need something, just ask. And we would ask you. Yeah, but, but it's probably us as nurses in the ED. We don't make patients feel comfortable to ask. We look down upon people who may are going through a rough time, you know. I know it's not a politically correct term, but we call them frequent flyers. I don't know what they call them now, but we're not supposed to call them that because... If you get into that stigma, you kind of miss shit. People who come in two or three times a day, you miss things. And those kind of patients die because they fall through the gaps. Well, I also also think that it's not that you look down on them. It's just that because some nurses do, though. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. You that know that you, I know. I don't work in the I ED, can name so some names, but I, I won't because I don't want to solve these names. But <laughs> I can say some fucking names. I cannot say because I don't work in ED. But I can say from the oncology side that, you know, we do want to make sure that we provide and go the extra mile. Yeah, and I've had should. patients when they tell me, like, I cannot pay my electric bill. Okay, well, how can we help you? Can you bring forms? And we give them to the social worker and she can help you. And things like that, that you make that connection. Yeah, but do you think it's because it's not such a fast pace on oncology? You have time to do that stuff. But we're in the ED, we're burning and turning. Like I think it is fast paced too, because one patient can have so how do you five, have, six infusions. How do you have all the time to look up resources to pay their electric bill? I ask them questions. And as I'm doing my chemo and all that stuff, then I remember and I go back. And then I see them so frequently, which is the difference maybe. Because maybe if I don't help you right now, hundred percent, I made I gave you a number, and then next time you come back, I'm gonna be like, did you call them? No, I did not. Okay, well, let me send them a message that you're here. Maybe they can come up and talk to you, and I send a message, and they they'll come up. So maybe well, that's maybe that's what I'm. Maybe we can gather the information and we can pass it on to volunteers who can call them and follow up after they get home or wherever we house them at. Well, that could be an idea, but I think if you have a direct contact with a social worker that is in responsible for your department, then maybe you can make that connection and be like, hey, you know, this is the person, could you come up or can, what information do you need? Something simple where they can get in touch with them and follow up. And then that's how you are connecting them with a social worker. And then the patient at that point is responsible to you know, ask the social worker about the resources that are available to him or her. I know this may sound like a stupid question, but do we have social workers out in the community? Yes, we do. How come we don't connect those social workers to the hospital? How come we don't work together? I think it takes a lot of connections. I believe in making connections. 
mm. right? So things are not going to come to you. You have to make them happen. No, but as, as an ER nurse, I'm not thinking about that no, connection. No, and I'm not I don't saying know if you. Most, no, but I don't know, know if most nurses would even think to go above and beyond that. Well, I... Just because you care. Yes, I care. I know, I care too, <laughs> but I just, don't, I just don't... Maybe I don't think about those things. Mm -hmm. My mind's going so... Look at me, you know I got ADD. <laughs> Look, I had to write shit down so I wouldn't get off topic this time. So that's why Nelly... <laughs> So what did I miss? We talked about your organization, the projects. We talked about the memberships, the symposium, the conferences, your summit. But you said you're looking for. We're closing this year, approaching the new year. And so for the ONS local chapter, we're looking for a secretary. Ideally, as now with technology and in the nursing field, everything has to be digital, electronic files and presentations. Except, and even the damn, this. except the damn evaluation you sent me and shit. I don't know what the hell that was. Okay. So what is see, this evaluation? Like it's so Word is, document. How come it's not online? Okay. So see questions like that. So Yeah, we, it should be online. Make me fill out a piece of paper. Killing trees. Kevin, you know, he's the only one who didn't do the evaluation on site. I, but. <laughs> I could put it online for you. Okay. That yeah. way people could do it electronically. Cool. Yeah. You have a Google Drive connected to them? I do your, have a Google Drive. Connected yeah. to them? Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah, definitely. Right. I'll help you with that one. That's easy. Thank you. <laughs> and so because of things like that, questions that come like that, like just exactly what Kevin said, how come you don't make it available online? So it's convenient for me just to click, 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 rather than right. I have to print it and I have to manually do it and then right. scan it. and Killing trees. It's I guess the Oncology Society doesn't care about trees. Oh, we do care. And that's why we want somebody that, you know, is computer savvy, that can help with all those things. Does it matter, man or woman? No, it doesn't right, matter. Checking. It doesn't matter. There is no, whomever is available and wants to help out and make a difference and help the oncology nurses in the Valley to just continue to learn and grow, you know, in this field. And fall in love with it, I think, is the most important thing. That's what we need and what we would like. Even if you're not an oncology nurse, you want to become one, I can refer you to a job, too. Yeah, yeah. So we can always <laughs> help you if you're interested. And actually, in the symposium, we had FMP, a nurse practitioner there, or student, nurse practitioner student, that was interested in becoming an oncology nurse practitioner. Oh, I don't know. So coming to things like that, you know, if it catches your attention and if this is something that you have thought about it and you're curious about it, we do have educational dinners that we right. invite people to. Our priority is the members, but our doors are open to everyone. Yeah. And as so, long as you pay. <laughs> you don't know, have but... to pay to come to a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why not? I mean, why not help you out? You got to give money sometimes because that's how organizations grow. You got volunteers helping out, so why not help a little bit? You can donate to the Christmas stockings, for Christ's sake. Yes, you can do stuff yeah. like that. Just because we want everything, whatever we do, to stay in the Valley and to help our communities, right? There's one organization that I didn't, I'm throwing Nelly curveball now. There's one organization that was there, and I want to talk to the lady. I'd like to interview her from the Arts of Life. Yeah. Or the Arts for Life. I can't remember what it is. There's two different ones. I looked up both, and one's... Four and ones of. The art of life. Art of life. I didn't notice. They call it the art of life. I guess it's out. They have some kind of thing out near Woodward Park, but it was fascinating. So Yeah, it's really nice. I've gone before to Woodward Park many times, and they do have, I guess, art. Yeah. Because it is art. But there's some kind of playground, which is artsy and all this other stuff. So yep, it's musical. Arts of life. 
Yeah, it's musical. They do have like drums and like the what is it, xylophone? Oh, the xylophone. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right. All those things, and the kids they love to play on that. Even I've seen adults do it too. I've done it myself. I'm a tourist <laughs> kid. I never want to grow up, so I'm not mad about that. It's good. I've done it myself, yeah. so it it is a lot of fun. Definitely, you know, and just like they were saying, there it's all about people sponsoring or donating. You know, right. to continue to have that there and things were nice i like that yeah and so and i believe they said this are from patients that have done some yeah, patients patients family members painted and made these things that you can buy i know but i had seen it before at kaiser but i hadn't take a look at the where it came from but now i know that it came from yeah. art of life so and they have purchased a couple paintings and they have it displayed and on some of the floors at kaiser so that's really nice yeah, I, very cool I just got to get the lady's name so I can talk to her. Yes, and I, and I can give you that. So is there any other thing that we missed? Is there a thing? I see that you brought this up, FDA updates and headlines or anything specific you want to talk yeah. about. I mean, when you become a member and you go to the ONS webpage, you can see FDA updates, you know, whatever it is that is going on, medications, et cetera, et cetera. And it tells you right there. So Yeah, I mentioned all those people. Even uh, let me, I got to go back because I got to see if her face is there. You didn't have the speakers, did you? Was she there? I didn't see her. That's Myra. She is our administrator. I didn't see her there, though. Myra, she was sitting next to me. I don't mean, I'm sorry, Myra. I didn't remember seeing you. I apologize. So in our our community, is really small. We have Cheryl Hayes. We have Myra Mendoza. I remember Cheryl. And Cheryl and I talked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the one lady. No, it wasn't Cheryl. Was it Cheryl? Our sala. Oh, we do have another Cheryl. She's, She's the one, the, one the of the our speakers. Tumor license. Uh -huh. yeah. so. This guy, Dr. Chaudhry, I gave you. 10 questions, and you never sent them back, Dr. Chaudhry. Uh, Dr. Chaudhry has been busy. Whatever. Look at me. Don't be too busy for the Transformation Nurse Academy podcast. Doc. You're not all that. He's I, been busy. I know. I even talked to this son of a bitch, Mike. I love you. <laughs> and then Ruth, I liked her. It's just I couldn't hear her. She, You got to learn to talk louder, Ruth. <laughs> and then the one and famous Cheryl Nasrallah. I'm never going to get you, Cheryl. <laughs> but she was good. I liked that one. That was a perfect. That was a good class. And yes. And, and she's wonderful presenter and speaker. So yeah, definitely. That's good. Yeah. So this is what we do when we do stuff like that. You know, we try to encourage people to participate because it's our learning opportunities. Yeah. And it's our learning opportunities for those that are willing to learn or want to learn about oncology. And so we're putting this together for the Valley, for the nurses here in the Valley and anybody interested in learning. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that if you think about it, Somebody in your life has been touched by cancer. My mom had cancer twice. I'm sure that there's somebody you know. I know a friend of mine, her husband had cancer. So, you know, we're all interconnected. The Infusion Nurses Society, the Oncology Society, the Emergency Nurses Society. We're all connected because we all touch the patients. And we need to help each other. So Yeah. And, you know, these patients, unfortunately, sometimes end up in the ER because they're side effects from chemotherapy or their pain is so severe and they don't know how to manage it and so sometimes we are not perfect right and so patients end up where they in the ed icu critical care and so it is really important to have a little bit of knowledge of what we do what we have and what to look out for when these patients come to any floor right that's right so Anything it. else I've missed? No, I think you, you, did, sure? you did better. <laughs> I stayed on top this time. <laughs> I think you like both interviews. The first one I like better because we bullshitted a lot. But I got to learn a lot about Nelly that, you know, I didn't know and stuff. So 
So make sure you guys listen. If you missed the first interview with her, make sure you listen to that one and then listen to part two. And I appreciate you guys coming. I hope that you learned a lot about Nellie and the, the California Central Valley Oncology Nurses Society. Again, I'll have Jane put up links and stuff. So if you ever want to join, uh, I looked it up. It was kind of hard to find what the cost was, but I can't imagine it's much more than what we spend. The ENA Emergency Nurses Association, it's 136 bucks every year. And that's for state and local. I don't know if y'all do separate, like that fee covers the state fees and the local fees. Sorry, national fees and the state fees. That's together. You have access to everything. Yeah. So that y'all don't separate them? It's nationwide. All right. That's good. All right. So. Make sure you visit us, and I appreciate you guys. All right, Nelly, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for doing this again. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Don't miss out. Engage with us weekly. Share your thoughts, and let's transform the nursing landscape together.